Hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Angley, joined, as always, by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great today, Ryan. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you as well. And today we are returning to our series on uh, Lacanian aphorisms. And this is the most aphoristic of the of the aphorisms, perhaps. It's, uh, it's one that after a... Uh, uh, we're going to show the stutter start to uh, to the, to this to Lacan arriving at this idea, but it is one that he repeats in its exact formulation uh, often, often, um, often, and th- that is you will have seen this in the title of the episode. That is, there is no meta language, and this is uh, this is a biggie. I think this is a, a biggie idea, not just for Lacan. I think it's a big idea for our like podcast and uh, for like sort of the ideas that we work through and how we, how we work through them. And I think it is a, uh, as we're going to try to show, like it's a very relevant one, uh, politically and theoretically, mostly because, um, I think we're gonna try to show like people try to find often the, uh, the meta language, the, uh, the position outside a discourse from which to critique a discourse. Um, and as Lacan, uh, shows and tries to articulate and we're going to work through today, like that, uh, that position cannot be uh, uh, easily won or assumed, and I think you and I are both in agreement. Like it, uh, it partakes at, at best in uh, in uh, Russell's paradox. It's, it's not it's not a position that can that can exist. Uh, I, I think Lacan has it right. Uh, uh, there is no meta language. Right, right. I just have I want to break in with a little news. I don't know if you knew this, but Slavoj well, Žižek contracted Lyme disease. Okay, wow. Because Did he couldn't get rid of the ticks. <laughs> all right all right yeah you got me with that one that was uh, my that's... own joke man i just made it up my whole self and my i have to say that my family did not find that funny <laughs> they were uh, uh, they were like get out of here that's terrible that, so i thought oh, i was pretty happy with myself that's <laughs> all right okay so um the that's the going theory... in my book of theory theorist jokes so yeah, I think that um, I think the the theory dad joke is the genre of one. I think That's it's just a one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but it's good to have absolute priority uh, in a field. I don't think that I, I aspire to right. uh, to, okay. to have that good. kind of dominance. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, I think you're right that this is. I think what you said is really good. That this is maybe the most useful and everyday encountered in political terms concept that we deal with maybe, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's Mm -hmm. so, I think it's so omnipresent and I think we see people trying to resort to a meta language and not Mm -hmm. realizing that they are and thinking that that's the way to mount a critique and not Mm -hmm. seeing that there might be another way to do it. Right. I think, so I think that's, I mean, we're going to, come up with a few examples of that. But basically the idea is, right, that you can't simultaneously talk about something, talk about a, th- a system that you're describing and pull yourself out of the system when you're right. talking about it. So it's, I, yeah. think, I think you said this, and so I'm, I think I'm stealing this from you, but it's maybe the difference in Hegelian terms between the all and the whole, right? Like you see yeah. the yeah. whole from the inside, but you look at the all when you try to take this point outside, this Archimedean point, right? Which I think the 
the idea of there is no meta language means this Archimedean point doesn't exist. This point where you can get the proper distance from the whole in order to see it, or from the all in order to see it. But the whole you see through your participation mm -hmm. in it. That's at least Hegel's idea. And I think that I like that distinction between all and whole that you you made to me. Yeah. So the 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 way that the way that I got there, I think this this um is a is a good uh, starting point is is that um the common uh the the cliched wisdom that uh someone cannot see the forest for the trees right cannot see the forest right. for the trees cannot. which is right. the, that that like oh you're too inside something to be able to see the the whole w-h-o-l-e right. and the hegelian idea um and indeed i think the lacan this again another classic example of lacan being very hegelian when he doesn't think that what he's when doing he doesn't is know being it. Yeah, 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 yeah when he doesn't know it um the is is, is the opposite is you can only see the forest for the trees as in you can only uh, uh, have the, the sense of the, uh, the, the vastness of the forest from being inside it. Like, like that's like the, the, in, in, in your, like your position of, I mean, we could, to make it more Lacanian, your position of lack, it's actually your inability to see the, you know, like, like a Hubble space telescope ver uh, version of the forest, that's what allows you to uh, to comprehend it at all. And so, what people often do is they subtract the subject from these kinds of things. Like right, the right. problem is our subjectivity. The problem is like a personal investment. The problem is that you're too inside this thing to be able to see it properly. And for from the position of there is no meta language, like. No, it's the it's the opposite. It's like like you you if you talk about any phenomenon as though you're not included in it, then right. like that's the error. And I right. think we got some we got some uh, like well. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to talk about how Lacan arrives at this idea? Do, or maybe maybe let's give a, a like, let's give some examples first. Yeah, because yeah, I, yeah. I think his path to it is circuitous and and interesting in itself. But yeah. I think it's nice to have a good understanding of what it is. I'm I, my first example comes from an academic conference, which is, of course, boring enough. But this, this <laughs> example was pretty great. I'm not going to say yeah. the person's name because sure. um, people would, would actually know this person. Um, and it Names have been changed to protect the innocent. That's right. That's right. They have. So this person is giving a talk at an academic conference on mm -hmm. talks at academic conferences and how every talk at an academic conference is actually participating in this neurotic mechanism. Mm -hmm. And then I just raised, I just, it's a simple question. I just raised my head. I said, where did you give this talk from? <laughs> like, were yeah. you outside? I said, I think you should have walked outside the back door before <laughs> you actually gave the talk because the talk didn't fail to recognize or the speaker failed to recognize that they were actually giving an academic talk while engaged yeah. in the critique of it. So they would have to, I'm not saying that that's impossible. In fact, I think that that's good and possible to engage in a kind of self-critique. But this wasn't a self-critique. It was no. a critique of the other who's guilty of this thing that I am not guilty of. And so I yeah. think you could, again, you could do it, but you'd have to see the way in which you're also guilty of the same thing as you're giving the talk and include that in some way in the critique. Yeah. So I think yes. that's the real... So that that was my... That's like my favorite all-time example. I mean, I never... I was at... A, it was like... 15 years ago at a conference and I'll never forget it. Like I just thought yeah. it was the most striking thing because 
it seemed so obvious that the person didn't see how what they were saying had to, if it applied to everyone else, it had to apply to them. But they didn't. Yeah. They didn't see that. No, it's it's, a, it's just a, it's an excellent example, and I mean you can uh, uh, like you <laughs> like you can you can see this politically. Like today, um, I'm sure it'll change by the time this comes out. So this this will be uh, this this is a, a bit of a, um, a fleeting example, but um, today the like the top. Uh, story on the you know new york times uh website and the new york times is uh to 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 insert them here as i often do very like they're guilty of trying to find this space outside of the thing that they're talking about as though they're not included in it and they do this as much like so much all the time all all the time time. and in their particular brand of both sides politics as though there is this objective and neutral space that is where truth resides. And I think that's right. the thing too, is that people like that's, that's kind of the, uh, the begging the question, right? It's the, like the right. elision that's not argued for, which is that like right. objectivity is like that equals truth, right? Like, like if right. I like, and, right. and you have to subtract people from it. Right. Uh, I love how it's, though, yeah. they even like, they even take that both sides is they even can criticize that themselves yes, <laughs> when true. they're the ones that are the very great, uh, culprits in that, in yeah, that phenomenon. The, yeah, yeah, the paper of record, like chiefly, do, yeah. yeah. So that's so that's yeah. a great and like today. So just just like as one, yeah. Is what that, was uh, so today's is um, that uh, teachers unions are voting to start uh, like or to restart se- uh, semesters or or like to 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 teach in uh, on with remote learning, and that the worry is that this will be. Uh, this will affect Democrats in the 2022 uh, midterms. Like parents will, will be uh, opposed to this or, or something. I'm obviously not succinctly getting the title, but this was the information you have to know is that like teachers unions voting to, to start on uh, remote. And this will be a problem for Democrats in 2022. Todd in about, Oh, I don't know. Tomorrow, three weeks, two months, you're going to see a bunch of stories that are like, key problem for Democrats in the midterms is the disconnect that working class voters feel from them. And it's like, what did you just do in that title? So right. a union unions are opposed to, uh, like, like, like the, the collectively bargained decisions of a union is opposed to Democrat chances in 2022. You've done this now. Right. That's a now great these point. Things, these yeah. things are oppositional now. So, yeah. and then we're going to have this thing in a few weeks, just like set your watch to it. That's going to be like, what, like, how is it that, that like, Oh, what is the problem? Like, like throw your hands up. Like, this is just, you know, how, how are the, why do people see these things as, a, and like, that's just going to happen. It's just, it's this like, again, as though they're not a part of the, like, like perpetuating the problem. Like I, I would even say like a fulcrum for, for right, that, right, for that right. issue. Yeah. To the extent that anyone in the working class reads the New York Times. It's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Good I point. barely read it myself. So I, 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 speaking as a, as a, as a, I don't know, am I a member of, I feel like I'm a member of the working class as a, as a one-time I don't member. know. Yeah. yeah. One, one-time member. I think yeah. I was probably more so when I was working at Walmart. So that's. Right. That's probably a, yeah. then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I have, I guess I just still, I've never got over that attitude to the New York Times. Um, anyway, but but I but yeah, I, I think that that's a that seems like a great example. Um, yeah, on the on the topic of the meta language. Yeah, right. Like that's right. Like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Like there. Like of course. Like and just like to, to spend a second on the like on the politics of that. Like the um, 
like yes, like this this is very much the 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 thing. I think it's it's like one of the um uh one of the popular political narratives in the U.S. at the moment. Actually, maybe in the world, right? Like the like the 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 democratic like um like liberal marginally center left, like mostly center right. Like the only story that can be told is that it's in crisis. Like that's right. the only that's the only story, and so. It, and the reason why is because, like, the idea of actually building, like, a union-based, collectively bargained kind of politics is just sort of, like, anathema to the, you know, free market uh, totally. acceptance that that is in... That the like, New York the Times itself uh, wants to perpetuate, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, exactly. as, though they're not a, exactly. as though they're not a part of it, right? Like, right, so that's right. the... So, and you, you can... I think that um, I think that it's it's a it's a salient political example. It's like it's kind of all over the place. But like the you'll start to see it. The more the more that someone is going to talk about a phenomenon as though they're not a part of it, like that's like that's the move. Like that right. that is the right. that's that that is the 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 time to to see it. I guess is the you know um, like like that there is a phenomenon that is occurring which you play uh, no part. Like you have found the space that is uh, again subtracted. And from the, the, like, 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 um, <laughs> like structural r- racism is just, oh, it's just, this is happening to other people. It's like, it's just happening like to, like you, you, you play no part in it. Right. Like, you know, and, and it's like you and I, the example that I, I think like it is the most mundane, but everyday one is that like, what are we, I've brought this up many times. What are we recording this on? I'm recording on a MacBook. Yeah, uh, me too. It, it yeah, yeah. I and and yeah. and we, you know, we talk on on what do we talk on? We talk on an iPhone, yeah. and like the material devastation <laughs> to to uh, like specifically like the 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 black body in in Congo just from having this right. device, like like right. it's terrible. It's not. It's t- yeah. t- is is terrible, and yeah. it's like again, like there, there's always this little this little thing where there is a difference. I th- like I think there's a difference between complicity and culpability, but like you can't, uh, there's not a way to be not complicit in the abuse of the system. That's the whole point. Like you flip a light switch on anywhere. Like do we know everyone that at the electric company, they they're paid well, like they paid what they should. Also that electric company, like in California, they're not causing fires. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, like, because they right. don't maintain their lines, like, you know, where's cruelty free internet that people are getting right. like, and, right. and, and our, and our, and our, and our tweeting from this like position of like, like such like objective, like moral authority, where are these things? The whole uh, problem and abuse of the system is that like your participation in it is there, whether consciously like you agree with it or not. Like that's the whole crux of it. Like that's the whole problem of, of, uh, well, that's like, how capitalism uh, functions, I think. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah, so it's yeah, even, it's funny, like, I think what you're saying is true always because of dialectics, but I think it's yeah. even more true in the, in the modern capitalist world because mm-hmm. there you're, you know, you're, it's, it's funny because Good Place, which I think is pretty good as a series, mm. they come to, they come to find out that there's, there hasn't been anyone since the middle ages that's gotten to heaven Precisely yeah. because of this problem, right? Like everybody, even the person that tries to be perfect, is mm-hmm. is 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 complicit in so much evil that they they end up going to the bad place. So I think, I mean, I think that's a pretty good. Generally, mm-hmm. I think the show does a pretty bad job of of like the politics of capital, and it just it never names capitalism, right? It like villain. distances morality yeah. from yeah. capital, in, in a way yeah. that I think is is 
is really problematic. Uh, mm-hmm. But on that issue, I thought that was pretty good. Although, again, it still is not naming capitalism. <laughs> yeah, right, uh, right. But but oh, that was pretty good. Uh, but I think I think I think both of us have an example from another uh, similar kind of thing from 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 Netflix, right? And I think Netflix oh, yeah. is pretty <laughs> yeah. interesting. My example is comes from a film that was recently released called "Don't Look Up," which I thought okay. was generally terrible. And I, I have to say that I. I Someone told me that Slavoj really liked it, which I, I, I have to, my only hope is that he said he liked it and he hadn't seen it, which I think is probably like 99% the, the probable. Uh, uh-huh. But anyway, because well, I thought- knows? he's he, got Lyme disease now, so maybe all kinds of things are happening. So. Maybe he's sitting around. You yeah. know, both, it's interesting, because so both he and Badu, I think, try to introduce mathematics into philosophy. Mm-hmm. Badu mm-hmm. uses set theory and Slavoj uses tangents. Right. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, that one also did not get any laughs from my immediate family. So I. <laughs> you need a. So I'm gonna. Um, You're gonna I'm give me a little look. hint. Okay, good. No, 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 no. I'm gonna. No, no. I'm not gonna give you a hint. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a button. You know, like the used like the used to be this. Uh, Staples used to have this ad campaign, and their whole thing was Staples. Like that was easy, and they even sold like little buttons that you could yeah. hit. Yeah. Right. Say that w- that that was easy, and I want to try to get one for you. And every time you tell you do the, a joke like that, you hit it, and it's gonna go waka waka. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> or it's gonna be a laugh track from I want to say either All in the Family or Mary Tyler Moore, something well, like that. Yeah, it's interesting because when I, I I often in these little YouTube things I do, I put the laugh track in and. I've gotten several people that said, like, that adds, of course, I meant for it to add to the joke, right? Like, that's part of it. That's part <laughs> right, of it. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll try to make it. We'll try yeah, to make maybe it I'll, I'll go in and put that back into this recording. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cut this out, put a laugh track, make it uproarious. Yeah, there we go. Like, I love this. There we go. Did you yeah, have a point? About I did have a point about <laughs> don't look up. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I often tell my students that I, I'm just telling these jokes to give you time to think up your points, and I want you okay. to. And that was what I was doing for myself right there. Oh, no, I, I already yeah, knew yeah. my point. Okay, my point is point. that so don't look up is a critique of the way in which it's a, it's a critique of too many things actually. So it's a critique of Trump and a critique of mm-hmm. right wing politics, but it's also a critique of the way in which distraction by mm-hmm things like Netflix and social media and all of this causes us to miss this grave danger that we're facing, which in the film is a, is a comet coming to earth. But of course the metaphor is the of climate change. And I, I've read mm-hmm. one interesting critique, I think it was New York magazine where the person said, well, the problem is that the metaphor is wrong because a comet coming to earth isn't like climate change. The damage, mm-hmm. you know, it's not as direct and immediate. Okay, that's fine, but it's just a metaphor, so I don't see that's a problem. But I think it's a it, it I think it aspires to be Dr. Strangelove. But what's interesting mm-hmm. about Dr. Strangelove is it 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 like troubles the 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 medium in which it's presenting, right? Like it mm-hmm. like the 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 um the production code had problems with it. The actors, mm-hmm. you know, there are terrible problems the actors in it had. Like, like he tried to get John Wayne to do it. He tried to get Dan Blocker to, to play the part of Major Kong, and and right, Dan right. Blocker called him a commie. Uh, Stanley Kubrick, that is, called him, yep. called him a commie. And so, in order to get, uh, who plays Major Kong? I've totally forgotten. That's a uh, is that not Scott? 
Slim Pickens. Slim Pickens. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. I'm Slim Pickens. Right, right, yeah, right. Slim I just Pickens. remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So in order to get him to play it, Kubrick had to send him just his own part and not the other part. So he didn't know that it was a satire. <laughs> and yeah. so he played Very it, nice. like, even though it seems like he's way over the top, he's playing it straight, that role. So that's really, because yeah. there are all these, you know, he wanted a real right winger to play it. Peter Sellers was originally going to play that as a fourth role, but then he just didn't think he, he could hurt do his it. leg. Right, that was part. I of think, the, yeah, I think there's something, yeah, physical. Right, there was an onset right. accident on the plane, I believe, and that's how. Uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. but the point is that that what's great about Strange Love is that it itself is it understands and it disturbs the very medium in which it's delivering its message. Whereas, yeah, don't look up. It's just it takes this. It doesn't recognize that it's part, like the very way in which it delivers what it's delivering is part of the problem, right? Like it's, so it doesn't see the way. Well, isn't which, it? Yeah, go ahead. Is, is, well, yeah, isn't it also like you have a, like a comet that's like is is a is a, a, a danger from without and then the film is trying to use that as the metaphor to for the thing that we're doing where Strange Love is like, we're doing this to ourselves. Right. Like right. this, this is a, a totally like internal problem. That, that that we are doing like actively like it's that's not, right and, like, and, yeah I mean the film I think like I think you, that's a really good point I think the film is trying to say that we could deal with this threat if we had our it wouldn't like we're creating the threat because of what we're doing like our mm-hmm. very inability to pay attention to anything we're more concerned about like celebrity romances than we are about existential threats to the planet mm-hmm. um so it's kind of saying that, but I think the again the problem is that it's it's really part of that culture of distraction and doesn't disrupt it in any way, yeah. and so it ends up being the same. It's it is the very thing that it's critiquing, and I think that's yeah. what that's what there is no meta language really means that you have to in some way take into account that you're part of what you're criticizing. You can't have this distance from it. And then mm-hmm. and then launch your critique, and I think that's what the film tries to do. It tries to have this. It tries to launch the. It's just a bad film. It tries to have the critique from a safe distance, and then it's interesting because his earlier film, Adam McKay, his earlier film, The Big Short, I initially kind of liked it, and I think it's pretty good. But in a way, it does the same thing, right? Like it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's very critical of like all these capitalists that that you know created this the 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 housing bubble and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't, the heroes of the film are all the people that took advantage of that and made millions of dollars, maybe billions on the basis of that, of that, of that, the, the, the over, you know, the, the whole, the prime crisis. So it's interesting that, that in a way that film does mirror the, the, the very error of, of this later one. That's interesting too. Like, what? So, what it would have, uh, what it would have needed was uh, like was the uh, the Kubrick Slim Pickens thing was just sending uh, Paul Giamatti like certain things, and it's like, no, you're the you're the good guy in this. But the film is like, no, you're you are like you're like you are participating in the problem like as well. And and I don't think that the I don't think that film has that that final like edge to it. I think that I think you're correct about that. Is also, Paul Giamatti I, I, in it? I don't think Paul. It, am I remembering? Um, I must be. I'm in. I'm in. Sur- oh my god! This is so funny. I just had a misfire. <laughs> okay. I just had a misfire of Carell and Giamatti, and I don't oh. know. And I think 
And I don't know why that happened. I uh, like that. Yes. Carell. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Carell. Steve Carell. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. either way. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the son of former, uh, um, uh, major league baseball commissioner. Commissioner. That's G. right. Bart Giamatti. Yes. That's right. Yeah. There we go. So it's a, a good slip though. Yeah. yeah thank you. Though. Yeah. So the, what I want to, uh, um, add, so I haven't seen don't look up, but what I, I think is interesting is that like the, the pillaring people for being, uh, uh, like obsessed with the celebrity like romance or drama um, and not like the existential crisis is very funny because it's like, to me, I just think that is how people are dealing with existential crisis is they're being invested in that. So I, I almost think like it's, it's sort of, it's, 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 it's that, that's a, that's an opportunity missed of for, uh, for critique. If that is indeed the, uh, the position of the film. And again, I haven't seen it. So I mean, make, make it clear. I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. So, Oh, so I think, that, Yeah. The it, it to me it's like uh, like um I may have said this before in the podcast like what like when when what the most the time that film like made the most amount of money like per uh like per movie like per capita per ticket like whatever like, was during the Great Depression right and and a lot of the films now I think screwball comedies are radical but a lot of it but not for this reason um a lot of screwball comedies like they involve it's like people in high society literally you know like high society right. name of a screwball comedy like the um and what you get in these films like how could some how could something about like rich people like how why like you might say to yourself how could that possibly be popular in a time of such like economic inequality it's the same thing as keeping up with the kardashians right now where it's just they don't seem like they're part of this world like they don't seem to be a part of the thing that like you and I are a part of. And it's just kind of like the, it's a lot easier to look at the Kardashians and be like, Oh, they're actually kind of harmless. They're not actively like participating in the system. That's like harming me and the planet and everything else. And I think that like, it's the, that is the, that also at work, I think. Well, that's fascinating. So your comedy. point is, it, sorry, your point you is know, it's not just a distraction. Yeah. It's actually no. like what you're seeing is actively part of what is destroying us. And the film, it's just it's just kind of dismissing this as a distraction from the main event. Yes. When actually like it like like you like poke at that a little bit and and see how that is like the uh, I don't see I don't see it as the like like all all of the I guess I'd put it this way where like like considering that as the distraction, it's like, oh, you're preferring to see this instead of the, the, the terrible thing, it's like, no, that is how people are seeing the terrible thing right. is, is, right. is that, that's my, that's my point. Well, like, that it, is it's, interesting. Cause it's like what you said about the forest and the trees, right? Like, like that is mm -hmm, how mm -hmm. they are seeing. And what you need to do is recognize that that's how they're seeing the forest, right? Like that's yes. how, yes, that is the way in which they're seeing it. And I think, see, I think that's such a smart point because the, it is like, and I think it's always, and I, it's, I think there is a tendency on the left, the Marxist left, to say, to dismiss, you know, pop, like, of course, with Frankfurt School and Adorno and Horkheimer, yeah, to yeah. dismiss mm -hmm. the popular as just people are interested in that just because of their false consciousness. But right. I think you're right to say, no, that is the way that they're, like, looking at in an economic inequality, looking at yes. the, dis the destruction of our society, looking at the destruction of the planet, all those things that's being yeah. done through that popular culture structure, right? It's yeah. not being, that's, a, that's not a distraction from it. That's the way in which it's happening. 
Yeah, this is like to me, it's the. Um, I mean, I'd even put Neil Postman in that too, right? Like the music yeah, souls yeah. to death kind of yeah. thing. Like, like I, I think it's um, because that's a, that's a way of that's a way of trying to find a meta language. Is like I'm over here, uh, earnestly concerned about the existential crisis, and these people are over there, and they're wrapped up in what the Kardashians are doing, and it's like I, I kind of think it's the other way around. It's that like no, the people wrapped up in the Kardashian thing, it is so overwhelming and like traumatizing like what's happening right now the only way they can engage with it is through the kardashians and i think that there is like that kind of cynical distance that making making you the person who's properly like scandalized by what's going on i actually think that's a bit of protection from how bad it, it is right that would be that'd be my claim so uh like yeah, so like it's it, yeah that would be the to to to, to put it on that point and and I and that's what you know that's what Netflix does in that film that's what Netflix does in the social dilemma which I think is is you you were like uh um uh suggesting that that, that I add the social yeah dilemma, yeah which, yeah which is this dilemma. film that Netflix yeah. put out um last year that talks about all the ills of social media as though many of the things that you can say about social media are not also true of Netflix like the predatory algorithms. Um, and like, just like, you know, we, I I find this so funny. It's like, um, Netflix has this, uh, this weekly top 10 that they started to roll out, I guess maybe the last like 12 months, maybe 18 months. And it's like, it's completely internal, like compared to what, like you, and you have no idea, like top 10 compared to like, this is number one compared to number three, but you have no idea what number three means. So it's just like, it's, it's just a, it's a top 10 that's utterly meaningless. And, and we know so little about like the, 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 the data collection that they do, um, compared to, you know, uh, Facebook and Twitter, you know, mostly because of like larger scale political problems, Cambridge Analytica, these kinds of things. So we just, we know less about like, uh, what Netflix does, like the nitty gritty, like of how, of what their algorithms privilege and things like that, all these things. And this movie that but they, so that influential they, though, right? Like, yeah, like that. So I, we had a student actually, his, his film was called what lies below and it for, okay. I don't know, a few days. It's a, he's a former student like t- 20 years ago. Um, mm. his, and he like invited us to the set when he was shooting. And so it's, we were really excited for him. His film got to number one on that Netflix thing. And it was like, wow. you know, it was like a huge thing for him. But he had mm. no notion of what that, just like you said, he, it was yeah. utterly mysterious. He didn't know how his film got there. He didn't know what it meant. He didn't know, like, does it mean, like, a million people saw it? Does it mean 10 people saw it? You know, there's, like, yeah. no concrete anything exposed. And I think that that is part of what the social dilemma is critiquing. <laughs> well, yeah. And, like, it's it's so interesting, too, like, how Netflix does numbers. Like, I think I saw this... Um, I think this was them that they consider um, it. Mm, you know what? I'm going to hedge and, and say something more like I think it's 90 seconds, but I'm just I'm not entirely. Oh, how long can uh, it accounts as a view? Yeah, exactly. So I'm just going to say yeah. three minutes because I'm not in, I'm not 100 percent sure that it's 90 yeah. seconds. But there is there is some data that they put out that was like they count like if it's watched, like if it hits three minutes, if it's over that, that, that counts as a view. And it's pro. And I think part of how they got there is they have other data that says like 87% of things watched over three minutes are watched at the end. But it's like, again, like, like, no, who knows this? Like, like these, these things aren't out there. So, um, it's all like, it's, it's, uh, it's using, 
it's using the the mystery around something to it seemed to give something objective, like it, like rankings. Like we understand, right. One being more than two and, and two being more than three, obviously. So, but like, again, compared to what, to what mooring. So there's, so there's that. And it's, it's a little bit like, um, Netflix gets to create its own hype, its own like culture storm, like its own conversation, its own discourse through like not having like any information on, on really like how they're arriving at their numbers. Um, so that's on that's sort of on the one side for the uh, content of the film itself. Like I, what I find, like um, nobody was saying after the, they put this movie, like everyone was talking about, like you know, Twitter and right, Snapchat. Right. There's a guy. There's a there's a guy that, who they interview who created the like button, and there's this thing with him. He says it's a number of different places. He compares a lot of these things to being like heroin. And I'm very sorry to do like a, like a potentially like a moral sanctimonious thing. <laughs> if you're saying anything is like heroin, it means you do have never met someone ever <laughs> who has been addicted to heroin. Um, right, the only thing right. that's like heroin is heroin. So right, get that, right. get that simile out of your, uh, out of your lexicon, please. <laughs> um, the, but the, but the other thing with this is that like all of the, all the studies that the film um, quoted Right. They were all U.S. based. There was one with a group of researchers from Europe, but it was about the U.S. And so this was the this is the thing here is that like if if the data is telling you that like there are these like social media and mental health is uh, is like all the data is coming from the U.S. And, and the U.S. shows these problems. And then it's like, oh, it's like gambling in the U.S., it's like like all of these things, but like the United States frame, like U.S. style capitalism, like our healthcare system, like all these things don't enter into it. It's just like social media is the problem and right. how predatory it is. It's but it's again all the data and evidence that was suggested as though this was a like a true universal. Like this is a pro- like 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 these studies are offered as, like these are U.S. studies, but this is like oh well, but it doesn't matter. This is going to be the same problem. And, uh, you know, whatever, Sweden or, or, or whatever. Like, I just, I kind of, I kind of don't know about that. Like, I, I, I think what it's like, you know, uh, quite often people present evidence uh, like that they think proves one thing, but it really proves something else, which is that in a country like the U.S. that has such little uh, faith or investment in social services and like an idea of the public and an idea of expertise, social media is the way that it's practiced now is particularly bad. Right, that's what the evidence right, is proving. Right, that's right. that's what it proves. And that's a much better documentary, I would argue, than right. what we ended up getting, which is just like, you know, uh, yeah. So I've just kind of a diatribe against social media. Right. Yeah. yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Uh, all these techno optimists who are so crushed that it became bad. It's like, you know, come on. Uh, so anyway, you're going to call yeah. it like heroin. I got no time for you. But um, <laughs> but that's that's the um, that's but that's that, that's again, that's like like so. Um, Net, so Netflix does that when they, when they put that out, they put don't look up. Like, again, like they're not participating in the problem. Uh, right. And also, like, again, like characters in the movie or just like the people who are interviewed for the documentary, like, oh, I'm trying to get out. So I'm not a part of the thing anymore. Um, and all the solutions, particularly, I find that like all the solutions that like Social Dilemma uh, offered was like, don't click on recommended videos, delete the apps you know, don't like, like we need to have be control of our data. Uh, what about data sovereignty? Like these kinds of things. It's all personal particular solutions. And, it's, and again, privatizing, it's a, right? Like they're and, all about the private individual. 
yes. protecting and itself, right? Absolutely. And not yeah. the, sorry, the, there is no private practice that will insulate you from the abuses of a system. It's right. not going to, will not. No, I think that's such a great point, right? Like it's a public, it's funny how you don't, get it addressed as a public problem, like a pub, a problem mm-hmm. of the commons, really. Like, a you know, like, yeah, like isn't social media, the, the main problem is of it isn't that it's invading our private space is that it's eliminating a public space yes. where we For, can nice interact. And I think that's the real, and that's not addressed at all. And I think that, that and it's because of course, precisely for the thing that we're talking about in this whole episode, the, the, the documentary tries to take up a meta, linguistic position on its own the way it what it's doing and doesn't try to grasp the way in which it's part of a whole and i think mm-hmm. it's interesting that that like grasping i mean i find it funny how or or funny not haha but funny ironic that the not way not like the jokes you told in this uh, unlike in those this great jokes that i told in this episode um that that uh <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I've taken so much abuse from my family <laughs> over these, not just these, but I, I had a couple of, I just came up with them and they, they think that I've gotten them from joke books. That's what the thing is, it's a killer. Oh, like I spend like oh, hours coming up with them and well, then it's like, they just, I mean, the Zizek ones, they obviously didn't think I got from a joke book, but anyway, but mm. my, my point is that I think that recognizing that there is no meta language is mm. in a way... A, a vehicle for escaping from this being ensconced in privacy and recognizing mm. the public world, right? I think there's, I didn't, I never had thought of that before, but I think there is a link between that. Like once you recognize that you're involved, you yeah. see the way in which you are connected to all these other subjects through the public, through the, through the, the structure and that you're, you can't, exempt yourself in the way of mm-hmm. like meta language is pers- I mean, in a way it's a, a liberal capitalist. Str- I mean, I know thinking mm. that there was a meta language exists prior to capitalism, but it is a, it seems like it is a strategy of this liberal individual to pull your, like I'm outside and then I can then look at it and then make the critique, right? Like other, whereas yeah. if you recognize that you're inside, then you have to see the way in which you're part. I mean, it reminds me of, I think that's what's great, really, about Marxism and Marx's critique of capital is that it doesn't try to take this external standpoint. It actually takes the standpoint of the proletariat that's within the structure and says, what does the structure look like from this standpoint? Yeah. Right. Like that. Isn't that the great thing about about Marx and Marxism is that it says, like, I'm going to look at the standpoint of the proletariat, not at Mm -hmm. some external global look at some the remove. Wall. Yeah, and it's yeah. a remove because that's precisely the liberal individualist, okay, bourgeois way mm. of doing it. Yeah. It's the timesy, it's the timesy both sides. Yeah, yeah. It's the, yeah. You, you know, yeah. 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 Like, oh, yeah. look that look at these people that like we're like we're this this I. This, the, you know, this you said this to me. I, I want you to say this. It's like it's like this eye of God. Right? That's right. Like, that's like, right. That's yeah. right. I think yeah. it is, I think it's like the, to believe in a meta language is to believe in God in the sense of God is this, at this remove from, you know, it reminds me of this old, I'm, I'm sure you don't know it and it's all the better for you not to know it, but there's this old song by Bette Midler called From a Distance and she says, <laughs> God is watching us <laughs> from a distance. And, and it just, it was a horrible song and it's such an anti-Hegelian song, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's about God at, at, at this ultimate remove 
from humanity. And and I think what's interesting about, and this is why I think it's Hegelian, it's also Christian, that the great point of Christianity is that God gets actually inserted, like God doesn't get to be removed anymore. God's actually stuck down there in the world on the cross dying. And I yeah, think that's, yeah. you know, that's why Hegel thought the Christian, the death of Christ was the great event in human history, because it takes God out of the out of the metalinguistic position and sticks God into human history. And I think so it makes, it eliminates Bette Midler as a figure, right? Or that, at least that, <laughs> that song that she made. So I think sorry, that Bette, Sorry, Bette. Hegel made you irrelevant before. Hegel got rid of yeah. you. Yes. Sorry to break so it to I, you. I think that like she's his main opponent. Uh, <laughs> and he, he managed, it wasn't Khan, it was really Bette Midler. He was... Yeah, we don't. You know, you don't, don't. You don't get that enough in uh, in 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 the psycho uh, psychoanalytic or philosophical uh, literature, which I think uh, it, it now makes sense to. It's concern. all the poorer for it. I think. <laughs> I, I I quite agree. I think uh, <laughs> Bette yeah. Midler and and, uh, and and Hegel should. I mean, if if yeah. if we're not if we're not writing it, what are we doing? Yeah, um, what are we doing? So like. Um, it's really funny. So we we've been talking about this. Obviously, this 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 phrase. There is no meta language now. Lacan says this exactly like this. There is no meta language. Okay, can you give it in French? Because I cannot. I, uh, okay. Il n'y a pas, il n'y a pas de meta langage. So it's it's basically it sounds a lot like it does in English. But in, in il n'y a pas just means there is not mm-hmm. de meta langage. No, no meta language. So okay. Uh, so that's it. And that that particular phrase appears seminar 12, seminar 13, seminar 14, seminar 18. So seminar 12 is uh, pro- crucial problems of psychoanalysis. Seminar 13 is psychoanalytic object. Seminar 14 is logic of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Appears in seminar 18, which is uh, about a discourse that will not be a semblance. That's mm-hmm. not translated into English yet. Uh, seminar 12, 19, 13 or 14. No, none of those are right. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, 19 uh, so recently, the, though. right, here we go. So that's the first one that has been translated. So upir or, or worse that it's, mm-hmm. re, it appears in there. And also another recent one, uh, the Santom seminar 23. So right. that, that's a lot of seminars, but that's a lot. his first statement of it appears in seminar five. So in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as a meta language. It's not exactly the same formulation. Mm-hmm. There are formalizations. So he, he kind of he says mm-hmm. there's no meta language, but there are formalizations. So again, it's a very Hegelian like move, right? You're like the formalization occurs through the trees. That you get mm-hmm. you get to the woods through the trees or the forest through the trees, uh, not by taking yourself outside with the meta language. So that so mm-hmm. it's interesting. It starts in five basically. And then, interestingly, in Seminar 7, he says, we can't say the truth about the truth, which is basically saying the same thing. That gets repeated in his famous television interview with Jacqueline Miller. So, that, in fact, that begins that, that interview. I, I, I always tell the truth, but I don't say the whole truth because one can never tell it whole. Mm-hmm. I think that's more mm-hmm. or less what he says at the beginning. So, so Did he that, take that from Emily Dickinson? <laughs> tell the truth, but tell it slant. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if <laughs> he knew her. Anyway. That's an interesting question. Yeah. yeah. He certainly read English, so he could, he could have known her. He could um, have, yeah. But I don't know that, I don't know of a reference to her in anything that he I don't, th- I don't think he has. Yeah. I don't think no, he would just, have known. It's just interesting. Yeah, but it but is he, interesting. Right. I think that I like, I mean, that's a very, 
you know, I think Hegel did read Dickinson. And I think, tell the, <laughs> Must have. no, I'm joking, of course. Yeah, no, of course. Tell the truth, but tell it slant. Yeah, she didn't read it. Interestingly, the, of the American transcendentalists, you would think would know Hegel. Only basically Melville had a secondhand relationship, yeah. but they there was not really, and Whitman too, but basically not much. But of Kant, yes. So Emerson knew Kant really well. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, Dickinson, I don't know. Uh, but but interesting. So 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 that's seminar five in the fifties. But then seminar three, there's this kind of incredible thing where he says all language implies a meta language. So, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, right. wait a minute, wait a minute. There is no meta language. That's your. I think we can say it's his most repeated aphorism. Like yeah, we've absolutely. we've done. This is our seventh one so far. And, mm. uh, and yeah. we, what we've noticed, interestingly, is he doesn't repeat them as much as you would think. Like even unconscious structure like a language, you're like, man, he must say that. No, he actually doesn't say that a hundred times. No, um, no. I mean, I've got to, I actually, I have the note right in front of me. Like in seminar 11, he says structured like, I mean, in, uh, I think we had the unconscious is the other's discourse. I think that's from, uh, that's in Perlin letter or um, seminar two, I think. Right? Seminar two, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then in twenty, he says, "Never said structured by." Right, right. Language. So, right, so like really, he says it one time, basically. So, so it's it's pretty fascinating how often this gets repeated in exactly the same formulation. But at the origin, we have this very strange the opposite. opposite statement that <laughs> yeah. all language implies a meta language, and I think. Do you think what what has to be going on there is that at once it is true that there is no meta language, but mm-hmm. every statement is at the same time a kind of a meta language, right? Like because yeah. you always like, and I think what he's getting at is that he later will say something like the unconscious. This is in seminar thirteen. He says there is no meta language except the unconscious, and I think what he means mm-hmm. by that is the unconscious is tied to the position of enunciation, right? And that's mm-hmm. always exceptional. So it always is kind of metalinguistic, right? So As that's in why you are you are not speaking, you're being spoken by. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that that, the, yeah. that position, that unconscious position is it also is a way of saying that the subject doesn't fit. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't like there's this linguistic structure and then there's a piece that doesn't fit, and that is the speaking being, right? That is mm-hmm. subjectivity. Uh, it's interesting. I heard a talk by Catherine Malibu who, just a couple days ago. It was an older talk, but she said, I think she said it was in seminar 18, uh, that, that Lacan says there's the subject is a kind of a, a, a the opposite of the universe, like a disverse, mm. like a, and I think that that's really good, like a way of, of that, that, that the subject is what doesn't, fit within the universe. And, yeah. and that's and that's why that unconscious of subjectivity is in a sense a position of meta language because it it doesn't it doesn't belong, it doesn't fit. Can I camp out on this for a second? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'd like to I'd like to. I, th- I, like th- to. I yeah. think this is um so okay, one of the things that that um uh I like to try to do because well, th- this is a here's a here's a cheat sheet for, for if you're if you're scoring at home um the uh when so when i'm like i'm working on uh, uh, obviously a seriality book and a lot and like sart of course who i bring up all the time about this on this point 
uh, he his notion of the of the serial is it's a bad thing. It's done to us. It puts us in like like isolated groupings, and we don't get to see our connectivity to each other. It's a it's a bad thing. What I like to do, uh, and this is like sort of like a dialectical thing, is not, like the there there must be and, and Hegel does this. I, this is not an original move on me. Hegel takes something that is so the opposite of what he's saying, like physiognomy and phrenology, and shows that there is a core to it that is part of the point that he's trying to prove, like trying, trying to proffer. And this is when he, right. you know, the spirit is a bone. Yeah, uh, the the way that like what Hegel is trying to do is not to uh, articulate spirit as this like total immaterial, like effervescent thing, but there is a, like a materiality to it mm-hmm. uh, as, as, as much as, as much as it is like concept, like concept made bone, if you, you know, right. If you like. right, 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 but, right. So, so what Sartre gets right is the, like the scandal of the serial. Okay. Like yeah. that's like, that's the, that. so I like to, I like to try to, I like to try to see like how, how are the people who you may be arguing against like are they getting an are they getting an uh, like an edge uh, that that helps you okay and one of the things here is that for everything that we've talked about is like all these examples of like of of, of people establishing this like this like us and them like this position um, abstracted from a phenomenon that they are a part of right it like this this Malibu um, insight about like you know, you, you, the, the subject not being a part that fits, don't they see that, but reject it. Right. Like, that's what I would see. Like, right, like, doesn't, right, right. doesn't Adam McKay see that? Like, we don't fit like actually that we're like, we're not, we're literally not fit to solve our own problems. And so his, so his thing is to reject it, like to actually make something that is does not include the subject as a split subject, like for the examples that we talked about, like, like isn't that showing a, at very least like a sensitivity to that very, I think important insight that, that Malibu offered that like the subject doesn't fit. And I, and I think that there are these, like these two reactions is that like, you can see that because we don't fit, that's precisely the thing that makes us, inside and, and, and implicit and complicit and connected to all, to a web of other things. And then there's the other reaction, which is that like, well, this doesn't fit. So there must be some way to make it fit. So we're going to go outside to try to find a way to make it right, fit. Right. Right. But it's, right. but it properly sees the, like the, the yeah. scandal, the tension, the torsion of the problem. Yeah. That's correct. Such a great point. I think you're exactly right that there is a, there's a recognition of what is the problem, but then there's there's this feeling like, oh, but there has to be some kind of solution, right? Yeah. Like, isn't the greatness of Kubrick's Dr. Strangelove is that, I mean, the subtitle is kind of yeah. evidence of that, like, <laughs> or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. like it's not, like, he sees the problem and he sees mm-hmm. that they're, they're like, I'm going to just probe the problem. I'm going to, like, I'm going to, I, I'm going to say that, like, this, look, this is what the problem is. And I'm not going to say this is what the problem is from the perspective of a solution, mm-hmm. but from the perspective of this is the, the problem is what we have, right? Like, I think that that's yeah. really, I think that's really great. Like, in a way, it's the, you know, I wonder if you could even think about 
Hegel's notion of philosophy, the, the owl of Minerva takes flight only with the falling of dusk, right? Like that, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. like the the very attempt to theorize a solution is already to try to escape from mm. the very thing that makes theorizing a solution possible, right? Like the, like the, yeah. the like the, like you're you're trying to get. It's like you're trying. It's like Baron von Munchausen, I think. Like you're trying to lift yourself up by your own. <laughs> You're like you lift up your chair without without you know standing on the ground, and I think that that's or lift your he lifts himself out of the swamp by his own hair, right? Like yeah, right. Like right, you can't right. do that, yeah. Yeah. and and I think <laughs> that the why you can't do that is because you're part of the thing, and if you try if you eliminate this problem, then you eliminate the very thing that could solve the problem too, and I think that that mm-hmm, it's a mm-hmm. very I think it's 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 a very different political maneuver to 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 hew to the problem mm. rather than to try to deviate off for a solution. And I think Marx is a great example. I mean, okay, we've been maybe critical, me maybe more than you, have been critical of <laughs> Marx for seeking a solution. But I think in terms of, of, of the analysis of capital, I think he absolutely does the right thing, right? Like he sees, the, he, he sticks to this perspective of the proletariat from within the structure Mm-hmm. And then he says, "Okay, what's this? What's the? What are the implications of being in the structure in this way with this form of subjectivity?" And then he—that's yeah. the perspective from which he analyzes capital. That's how he gets to the notion of surplus value and the theft of, 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 of productivity, right? So I think of one's productivity. So I think that that—and he wouldn't have got to that perspective if he hadn't. I mean, he wouldn't have got to that point if he hadn't taken up that perspective within and stuck to the problem. Without, yes, that, yeah, like, I, I yeah wanna, I think, and, and I, I just want to underline that, just yeah. me, that you're not what you're not saying is that there are not solutions to these problems, but that they cannot be arrived at by like taking a look at the problem from outside the problem. That's right. That's right. It, they only can yeah. be arrived at by going through the problem itself, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like find, like finding, like working the problem. I mean, I, I, I think that's what Freud means when he he comes. He has this idea of working through Durkharbeit, like like mm-hmm. working through it's often people are like what does that even mean like you know because it's mm-hmm. in, in the, the essay is called repeating remembering and working through and the other two are easy to understand what they mean but I think that's right. kind of what he means by working like you don't get outside the problem you work through the problem right like yeah. I think that's the real so so again to go back to this don't look up. Like it, it, in a way, it would be saying, "How could we see something within the not looking up that mm-hmm. we're already like that's already that the solution is somewhere in that, right? Not in, not in like actually like avoiding that whole problematic or mm. whatever there. You know, like that. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, like into uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna skip past this uh, after uh, after I say this, but I mean, I think this is what you are trying to do in capitalism and desire. Because the typical discourse about capital, like typical Marxist discourse, this is what makes you more of a critic of, of I think more of a critic of Marxists than than Marx, but that we can maybe save that for another time. Yeah. Um, that it it just it makes it seem like it's a like people's investment in capital is just a mistake. And it can be like uh, knowledge or education or, 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 you know, something, something like this is the thing that will, uh, uh, you know, deliver us away. Like, like people will just, they'll, they'll just, yeah, they can be educated to, to see the problem. And then of course they'll reject it. And what your point in that book is that like, 
you know, yeah, you know, you can be educated and you can see the problems. Like, of course, like we, you, we both acknowledge that, but there is something that, um, capital, the logic of capitalism has its hooks in you psychically. And it's that psychic hook on, uh, on accumulation, on finding like a uh, value through, uh, this, this like kind of negation like you have because of, you know, others don't like, there's something very psychically, uh, potent about that and that you cannot solve this problem without confronting that. I think like, is, do you feel like that's a fair summation of your No, book? that's great. Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> someone, one person read my book and really got my point. <laughs> that's good. Um, no, I think that's absolutely right. And I think, but I would even go further and say, there's something about capitalism that's genuinely psychically, I mean, you're kind of saying this, genuinely psychically satisfying. Right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so it's not like, it's not like, and I think this is, this would be my point that I think a lot of, maybe you're right, maybe Marxists, not Marx, um, a lot of Marxists think, no, the problem with capitalism, it's not satisfying. We have to find a different system mm-hmm. that's more sure. satisfying. But, you know, uh, Anna Cornblue has this great, I think she ends, I think it's the, the, her book, Theory of Forms, it ends with, mm-hmm. we, we don't, we're not, we're not going to ever find a more satisfying system, but we can find mm-hmm. a more just one. And I thought, nice. I yeah. really, you know, I'm not, I'm like, oh, I think that's pretty, I definitely agree with the first part. I'm not sure I agree with the second part, but I think that that is a great, it's just a nice little formulation. And I think that yeah. that, like it's, and I think you're right that, that a certain kind of Marxism was committed to fi- like, oh, we're so dissatisfied under capitalism. Yeah. We have to find a greater form of satisfaction. Now, it's, of course, it's true that there are many people suffering excessively under capitalism. Mm-hmm. But the point is that, 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 that there's not an enjoyment coming or a satisfaction coming that doesn't have suffering attached to it. And I think that's the, that seems to me to be the key idea. Yeah, and then, well, and, yeah. Anna acknowledges this, the subjective and psychical part of the problem and that like you just, like you, you cannot, you cannot offer, you, you you cannot have a solution to the problem that doesn't. That's right. Uh, that, that that just like is like oh no it's like it's terrible for everybody. And it's like mm, I don't know that it's terrible for everybody. Like like it's it's certainly certainly not. Like if it was, if if the system was like like again yes of course of course it is. Like even in the ways that you think that you're profiting, like unless you are a billionaire, like you like I even see this too that that, that people try to say like you know even for someone like Bezos, like the planet's being destroyed and like what's they gonna do? It's like they're gonna go to outer space. That's what's gonna happen. And uh, die trying to do it, or, or they're going to die trying to find a, a, a meta language. Is what is what they're is what they're going to do. Like you're, you're not going to convince that 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 someone who is benefiting so much from the system is is like is not like 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 anybody who anybody who has like they're benefiting from the thing. So like um, I guess there's like there's this choice is that like is it just a like you can't promise more. I think this is Anna's point, which is really really great. You can't right. say like, well, no, like you'll get more in another system, and I think that that avoids the problem. Well, like, it, isn't it, it, that it, what it everybody psychic attachment? Yeah. Right. I mean, I th- plus I think that that's what. Look, I think even a, in a way, sometimes when Bezos or whoever gets criticized, I think in a way, th- this participates in that problem. Like it's oh look we're. We want to have everybody be able to be as satisfied as Bezos. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. Like, I think that's just horrible because I think it, it so much makes people think that, oh, 
if if we could all just be winners within the capitalist system, then it would be great. Like, but yeah, but but that the, misreads like, the problem. I it misreads the and, problem, and doesn't it fail to see the way in which winning doesn't add to your satisfaction any more than losing does? In fact, maybe it actually detracts from it. Or I mean, like. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you and I, we're basically, I don't know, what are we? I guess we're winners in the capitalist system, but we're yeah, not yeah, winners we're, like Bezos. No, no, uh, no, but, yeah. but we don't feel the need to go up into space, right? Like we're, we're, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like, if you offered us, we're like free trip to space, we'd be like, I know I got to read Hegel this weekend. <laughs> we don't have time to go up to space, We're right? In the and next s- section of uh, phenomenology. So that's right. And whatever, right? I'm just picking yes. that as an example. But, or, no, but, yeah. but, 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 uh, but Bezos didn't feel that way, right? Like he couldn't just mm-hmm. be satisfied sitting around reading like Freud, Marx, Hegel, Fanon, I don't know, Simone de Beauvoir. Like he couldn't, that just wasn't good enough for him. So well, he, that, he couldn't structurally. Like it's just, you're like, he, he can't be. It's it's a, like, so I think the, the Bezos example is really good because there's this, like, as we've been talking about the, um, it's the, this, that's the, that's the move to try to find this, like, I mean, it's literally into the outer space. Like literally into outer this, space, right. Yeah, this, 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 this other plane like of like 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 the, the only there is no like it's not a <laughs> it's not a, a stretch to say there are no longer any earthly satisfactions left for Bezos. It, I think it, that's right. Yeah, you know, like like there, he has to go to this other place because it's the, it's the only it's the only place you could continue to go to without seeing yourself as villain. I would say, like, well, also the, isn't it? It's just like there. You, you know that line. It's not a really a line from that 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 uh, Hans Gruber says in Die Hard. It's not really. You know, people have, tried, have researched this. Like he's like benefits of a classical education. Alexander Webb, because therefore there are no more worlds to conquer. You know, like, yes. Like, yes, yeah. It's a, it's one of the most searched things on the internet. But there's no, the problem is that there's no answer to it. Like, what was this classical text? There's no answer. Um, <laughs> there's no answer. Yeah. It's really Hans Gruber's line. Um, but but. But that idea, you know, like there are no more worlds to conquer. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did Bezos do? He he got he he made billions. He's the top. I think he's the richest person in the world. Uh, he he left his wife for a younger woman of the standard thing, right? And then, mm-hmm. but then, what else is there to do? And I think that he has to go to space, right? And yeah. and I I think it's it's really good that you're linking this to the problem of the meta language because I think it that that's precisely it. Like the meta language, it's like not going through the problem, not remaining in the problem. And in a way, that's, I mean, it's interesting that this, as we've discussed, as the, in the course of the discussion, mm-hmm. that the link between the search for a meta language and the mm-hmm. structure of capital has become yeah. clear. And I, 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 I never had yeah. thought of that, that I didn't realize, yeah. I guess, that when Lacan was saying this, he was making a critique of, a critique of capital, but, but he was, I think. Is this in, um... Because it's not in English, is it? Where does he he invents um, the concept of surplus enjoyment? Is that in eighteen? That's in seminar sixteen. So that's 16, from okay. from the big from the other from another to the to the other from big other to little other little other. Okay, um, all right. He doesn't he doesn't say this in that seminar. I was just wondering if there was a no. He doesn't say a connection it. as well. No, yeah. no. You're right because that's the main that's the main critique of capitalism that Lacan articulates. Unless you think that the invention of that fifth discourse the capitalist discourse is would mm. be the main thing but i to me it's surplus enjoyment is i think you're right to say that's his most 
like that's Lacan at his most anti-capitalist. Well, I, I mean, it just, and the, I guess this is a minor point considering the, like the scope of the, the discussion, but like since the, the, the concrete formula of there is no meta language, like it begins with 12, 13, 14, I guess I would say, even though it doesn't appear in 16, like you have to think like this helped to lead him to it. Right. You know absolutely. I mean? like, absolutely. Yeah, right. Like, right. Like, I think that's right. That, that there is it's sort of underlying because it's around it, right? Like it's, he mm-hmm. picks it up again in, in, in 19. So it, or 18 even. So there's, there's a real sense that he's, he still has thinking that. And I think you're right that, that it would be impossible for him to make that critique of capitalism without this idea. And it's, it, it is, I mean, I think it, it, it my, I'm just trying to think, is it, do you think who really originates? Is it, is it Hegel? I mean, Hegel certainly thinks this. He thinks it, yeah. Is he the first one? Is he the, hmm. like, is there in Kant or Fichte? I don't think so. I think it is, I think Hegel's the first one to think it. What's interesting to me is, you know, he, so, so we've mentioned this before that Jacques Derrida is very critical oh, yeah. of Hegel. When he talked about the preface, that Hegel mm-hmm. says it's impossible to write a preface to a philosophical work, and then he right. writes a preface. He actually says it in the preface, which is, and Jacques Derrida is very critical of that because mm-hmm. Derrida is also committed to this idea of Lacan and of Hegel that there is no meta language. What's interesting is Derrida's approach is so different than that of Hegel or Lacan. I want to link the two of them mm-hmm. in the way that they approach. I mean, Hegel's maybe more systematic. Uh, because what Derrida wants to do is he says, if there's no, if I can't, if there is no meta language, then I'm always culpable of what's going on. So I'm going to try to distance myself yeah. from that culpability in whatever way I can. That's why he loves to use quotation marks. And like I, you said to me, like you're reading some article by him and you're not sure, is this what he's saying or is this what the person yeah. he's quoted saying? And that, I don't know, I would defy anyone to read, uh, the essay on Bataille and Hegel that's in, I think it's in writing indifference and, and tell me at the end, is he saying this is Bataille's critique of Hegel or this is his critique of Hegel? I just think it is absolutely impossible to know the difference. And what's nice about that is if you go to then to criticize Derrida, he can always say, wait a minute, you didn't read me correctly. I, yeah. I never said that. Right. So there's a kind yeah. of insulation. And I think he doesn't, what he doesn't see is the statement from Lacan in Seminar Three, like that they're all, that all language implies a meta, like of and the meta language is subjectivity itself, right? Like he doesn't see the way in which there's a certain necessity to meta language, like mm-hmm. Ma- Malibu was talking about, that's attached to the subject, and that is is I think that's why he's always trying to play these little games and not mm-hmm. be and not affirm himself as subject. Right. Not I'm not yeah. caught up in the thing. And Derrida, I mean, in Derrida's formulation is like uh, I, I always like to like, what does Norton do? As I like to like, it's a they, they give you both. There is no outside text. There is no outside of the text. He's saying effectively like that there there is no meta language in the same way that. That's like, right. Lacan That's is. right. Very However, famously. Can I just say oh, something about oh, this? Because. Yeah. So, uh, Gashri Spivak translated, uh, uh, of grammatology where this appears. And, mm-hmm. and what's interesting is, so, so this is another ilina pa, ilina pa, uh, de or text. So, okay. so he's really saying there is no outside 
text, outside the text, right? Mm-hmm. But it gets translated as there is nothing outside the text. And yeah. I've always found it funny that that translation, there's even, they even published a corrected translation and the yeah. error, that, that still stayed in there. So I, I find yeah. that, because that really is not what he's saying. He's saying mm-hmm. there's no outside the text. And that's not the same as saying there's nothing outside nothing the text. Nothing outside the text. Yeah. 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 Well, it, in fact, that makes it not what he's saying because he, so this is the, this was the, this was the however that I, that I wanted to get to. This is yeah. the difference between Lacan and Derrida on this point is that like, like you, like Derrida also thinks, well, you can't be, there's no, there's no outside of the text. There's no meta language, but like you also can't be inside language either. And Lacan also agrees on this point. You can't, yeah. you certainly can't be, you cannot be one with language. You cannot like completely understand language for itself and, and even in the speech of, of like another person, like it's not never going to be this complete fusion. But so Lacan and Derrida also agree on that point, but where they go from that is, is the, is the huge difference. Derrida concludes there's no outside the text and you can't be inside the text either. So all meaning is, contingent and it is changeable and signification is sliding and right. you can't tell is this Bataille's critique of Hegel or is this my critique of Hegel or right. my critique right. of Bataille's critique of Hegel or in the essay that you were referencing that I was mentioning is the when uh and this is like the key text for the difference between Derrida and Lacan is that like when he writes about Lacan right uh d- discussing Perlian letter the final section of that essay it like begins with a quotation and he's kind of quoting Lacan but he's kind of not he's kind of yeah. changing the what Lacan says a little bit but then there's also Poe and like it's really not clear who is speaking and that's just kind of his point which is that like you can't there, there cannot be this stability uh of of, of 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 language and speech and it's sort of like no you just did that because right, what Lacan's right. point is is that like yes no you can't there is no out there's no meta language there's no outside of language you can't be inside of it either and yet we still understand each other to a point like that's the whole and that's the 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 what, what's what's the the key concept that Lacan abandons but it's still there that that is in Lacan that is not in Derrida or in like a number of uh you know French thinkers that get grouped on erroneously uh for this podcast under the the banner of post-structuralism um is there's no quilting point right, in, right. In, uh, in, Derrida. in Derrida. Right. Yeah. Right, and right. and there is in Lacan. Like there's no point. And there's of no subject. Meaning. Right. And, and there's no the, subject. Those either, two are linked, been, right? Right. Like yeah. it is it is subjectivity that is the that is the unconscious author of the quilting point. Right. And and so can I say also that the, since we've been showing how there is this implicit connection to a capitalist critique with the notion of there is no meta language, I want to also say that because Derrida doesn't follow Lacan at this point. I think that's also why, like, his uh, his his critiques on every problem are so seem so like outside and at a remove. Right. And right. I think that the great image, I think the great filmic image of like that shows the uh, there is no meta language and its uh, implicit connection with capitalist critique. It's the Ferris wheel scene in the third man because what Orson Welles does is he takes Joseph Cotton up to, in this Ferris wheel and yeah. Orson Welles is supposed to be dead and Cotton is a friend of his and he's confronting the, the Welles character on this like uh, d- like this drug running business that he's doing 
in which is in, killing uh, kids and like sick kids in hospital in, in yes. Vienna, right? Yeah. And he's making all kinds of money doing it. And yeah. they're up at the up at the top, the apex of the of the of the Ferris wheel. And he asks Joseph Cotton to look down at the little dots, the little dots that are down there. Like you really care about what a little dot does, because up here, like I'm making however much money it is on whatever that little dot does. Like I like like so you care about the fate of that little dot you can't even see. And that's that is the capitalist move. You put yeah. yourself that far out. Yeah. Who like what, what like it doesn't matter. All, all pe- yeah. people become data and statistics. It doesn't matter. You're not in it anymore. You're on this this total outside. You have yeah. you have found you have found the the plane of meta language. Only you haven't. You've just you've just invested in that fiction uh, of this of this outside space. Absolutely. I, I think does that show the difference between us? My reference to make this point was Bette Midler's song from a distance, and yours was <laughs> the brilliant. Orson Welles in the Carol Reed film, The Third Man. So that 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 really is humiliating for me. That, that, was, that, was, that was the, but I think you're absolutely. Well, you were right. making. Hold on, hold on. To defend you to you, you were making the 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 tie to um the the, the religious point. That was the. I, that's true. That's there. true. It's so. still though. I should have used a nice, great Welles filmic example to make the point. Um, no, I think that's the great example, isn't it, of the. Of the of the attempt, to, I mean, that's the implication of the meta language is mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you like the, we don't care about the dots stop moving or not because yeah. we're look how much how much money would I give you for each dot that stopped moving? That's what he says. Would you yeah, really? Yeah. And then Wells says to him, he goes, "Would you really, old man? Would you really to tell me to keep my money?" And uh, and of course the answer is no because from that perspective, mm-hmm. you wouldn't. But when you're down in it and you're seeing the people die, you would. So I right. think that that's and, that's, the, and it goes back and this goes back to our beginning. And I like that the image is the Ferris wheel that what Wells does is he takes, well, you can't see the forest for the trees. And he makes this, this ultimate support for capitalist ideology where you have to think the other is like, no, you see nothing from that perspective. Like, you know, like you have, you've, you've, you've taken the subject out of it completely. Like, and you can, you know, you can only, you can only see from like, again, you can only see the forest for the trees. Like you can, Absolutely. you can only, you know, like you have to be, you have to be in it. You have to. You have to. You have to be a part. You cannot have this like absconded space that you retreat or retire to. Absolutely. Uh, t- yeah. Or else. Yeah. That's your your conclusion is. Uh, what is his is his name Harry Lime in that film? Harry Lime. Yeah. Very yeah. Good. Yeah. Is yeah. or or you have you you or you are Harry Lime. You in, become uh, Harry Lime, right? The the yeah. probably the interestingly the, the 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 typical paradigmatic capitalist subject maybe right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the way that so. you're the way you're formulating, it. yeah. So the lesson, of course, is to mm. not to listen to Ben Midler, but to watch, <laughs> and not to watch. Don't look up. Do not put that on your Netflix queue. But instead, mm. put the Third Man on there because that will this disrupt. Is a hard to film. I think this. Sorry, hard to film. This is a hard to find film at this point. I'm not sure where. where I it's think. Reading. I think it is. But I'll tell you what. Yeah. I have it on. On a, you know, I'll, I'll, I will retransfer it to anyone who emails me for it. Just because, oh, okay, there know, we go. You know, that's, a genuine, I think it, that's a genuine offer too. It, it needs to be disseminated. So it is mm-hmm. a, uh, it's a great film. Or else, I think you can maybe you can buy, maybe you can't buy it. I don't buy it on Amazon or whatever. I don't know. I'm not. But sure. uh, yeah. it's a see it. It's a it's a masterpiece, and it ends with the great with Wells right something that he wrote himself. That other the stuff about the dots was from Graham Greene. Mm. Uh, but Wells wrote himself the thing where he says, you know, in 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 the under the Borgias in Italy, they had 
50 years of bloodshed and horror and what did they have? The Renaissance and in, in, under, in Switzerland, they had 500 years of democracy and peace and what did they have? The cuckoo clock. And, yep. you know, that's yep. the great, it's, that's this great little again, the, Yeah, again, the like, uh, uh, and that's not, not Wells's position, but that's Lyme's position. Yeah, absolutely. Right. right. Like, like right. that's the, that's the position of the, of the, of the capitalist. You can't, oh, you want, you want great art. You want great uh, technological innovation. Like, well, you have to, you have to, you got to break some eggs. You got to break some <laughs> eggs. That's the yeah. way. Yeah. So that, yeah. That is the position. I, I, I like what Slavoj said about that. Okay. Well, I understand we have to break some eggs for some, for, for good things, but where's the omelet? Yeah, that, <laughs> I think that's that's a pretty good. I thought that was good. a pretty good. He said that to sometime, but that also the good. capitalist eggs never get broken in that formulation either. So that that, that yeah, that that's the, true. They're always they're breaking eggs, they're someone else's protected. eggs. That's that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Over and out. Over and out, Todd.